0: Hey guys, what's up? We want to welcome you to the Time to Man Up podcast. And we are just so excited that you have chosen to join us for this episode of the podcast. And we are looking forward to what we're going to be talking about today. And it's just kind of one of those God moments. Before we get to that, though... I just want to share that there is a great opportunity going right now at timetomanup.com that's www.time2 the number 2 manup.com. If you go to timetomanup.com, you have the ability to download session 1 of the man up men's study for free. So you can log on, you can download the first episode and some pre-study materials, you can get to and uh, that's free. And then what I encourage you to do is if you check it out and you think that that would have value for your church, uh, please share that opportunity with your pastors, with your men's ministry leaders, uh, so that we can get the word out about the Man Up series, a 10-week study that walks you for, through First Corinthians 16, verses 13 to 14. And we believe that it brings a lot to a men's ministry. And so we encourage you to get out and check that out again, session one for free, as our desire is to help men become the men that God desires them to be. But what I want you to understand is this, as we get into this episode, as a pastor of 32 years, 20 of those years being a senior pastor, preaching, uh, one thing that I always noticed is that during a service, when someone would get up to go to the bathroom and listen, I know that sometimes you got to go and you can't wait, but there are sometimes, especially with kids that parents just let their kids go up and back and forth and it'll be two to three times in a service. And what they need to realize is that is a distraction. That's why when I stepped away from the preaching ministry and just became a normal attender, I I have to sit up front. I have to sit as close to the front as I can to avoid those distractions, because I get what we call as I guess men's things is those squirrel moments, right? Where you're just like squirrel, and you look the other way. Maybe it's something a little bit like this. My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! My master is good. At- so as a senior pastor, as a preaching pastor, what I knew was that when any of those moments came, those squirrel moments that distracted men, I had to get them back in. I had to draw them back in and I would see heads turn when people got up, when there were distractions, people would be distracted and I knew it was going to take me some time to get them back even to the message. So... Since I am a squirrel man, that I have those squirrel moments where I get distracted. One of those happened this past Sunday. Sorry, Pastor. Uh, Great message. But as I was listening to the message, I had this squirrel moment uh, concerning the podcast and where to go. And uh, as he was preaching, the idea of this came to my mind. Icy hot. That's like what God gave me, right? During the message, God gives me these two words, icy hot. Now, some of you are already thinking this, there must have been someone with a hurt muscle that was wearing it around me. No, because I thought the same thing. Uh the minute I thought icy hot, I was like, is someone around me wearing icy hot something for a sore muscle? But the word icy hot represents us when it comes to our spiritual walk, right? The way that we are living out our lives in Christ. Now, playing church softball, I always had a tube of icy hot in my baseball bag, always, I mean, usually it was this right here. So this is the generic version of it. If you are watching the video, you can see it. If you're listening, don't worry about it. Uh, But it was called this. It was cool and heat. I'm sorry. Cool and heat just doesn't sound cool, (laughs) right? Icy hot. I don't know. That's just something that a man wants to put on a sore muscle, right? Icy hot, cool heat, not doing it for me. But Icy hot. And what I would learn is this that usually when I was playing softball, I would try to throw harder than I should. You know, it's that close play, and you really want to get the guy out or you want to get it in from the outfield. And it's probably a little further than you should throw. And of course, like most outfielders do, they think they can throw it all the way. So they skip the cutoff man. And usually that's when your arm is hanging at the end of the game. And so. I always had icy hot in my bag to put it on there. And sometimes I even started the game with it on knowing what usually happened during the game, but it did exactly what its name said. When I put it on, the first feeling was this cool feeling, this like ice, like you're icing your arm. And, uh, It was cool, like icing your arm, but before your ice becomes your, before your arm becomes so cold, you can't feel it because of the ice. And then what would happen is it would begin to basically burn. Uh, and if you put too much on your arm, your arm was on fire. But it just kind of deadened the pain and usually what I found is that when I put Icy Hot on, I tried to do more and ended up hurting my arm to where the pain lasted longer, the recovery was longer. And the older I got, that recovery kept stretching out more and more. But the last thing you wanted to do when you put Icy Hot on, because you would use your hand to rub it onto your elbow. That hand, you wanted to keep it away from any other part of your body, right? You did not want to rub your eyes. And I've done that before. You rub your eyes and it burns like crazy. Uh, You didn't want to usually uh, touch another person because then it would put that on them. Though I'm sure guys in the past have tried to be funny and do that. And if you've ever played, sorry, men, a sport with jock straps, there might have been some icy hot involved in that with some people because I've heard the stories, never done it myself, but I've heard the stories. But what happens is this, icy hot uh, is a definition of not just something you put on your muscles, but it's our spiritual condition. It's our spiritual life. And the Bible says that God wants us to be either hot or cold, hot or cold. Unfortunately, many people find themselves lukewarm and guys, that is the last thing God wants from you. That's the last thing that God wants from you. He does not want you to be lukewarm. So I just want to read one passage. And that's Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Revelation chapter 3 is when God is speaking to the various churches. And here he is speaking to the church in Laodicea. And this is what he says to them. I know your works, right? I know what you're doing. I see them. I know what you're doing. You are neither cold nor hot. He says, I know you church in Laodicea. You're not cold, but you're also not hot. Well, where does that put them? The, the verse continues, would that you were either cold or hot. God says, I would rather have you cold or hot. But what's the other option? Well, guys, you know, the other option, right? Lukewarm. If you're not hot, if you're not cold, you're Lukewarm. And so God says, because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now, some translations say, I will vomit you out of my mouth, spit you out of, I mean, man, when I think of spitting something out of my mouth, I think of, I just ate a candy, put it in my mouth and it does not taste good. Or I tried some type of food and it didn't taste good. And I politely spit it into a napkin or whatever it be or in the trash can. But when I think of spewing, vomiting, those are words that are used in some translations. When I think of spewing and vomiting, I think nasty, right? I mean, Listen, I know the times that I've been hugging the toilet and when I vomited and that wasn't a pleasant experience, right? I mean, come on. I know like when people hear that, they're like, oh gross. I can't believe you. you've been there, right? You've hugged the toilet, you vomited and you kind of feel good when it's done, but when you're going through it, it's horrible. And so he's like, I, I would rather spew you, vomit you out. And and I just think like spit, eh, but vomit, I'm like getting how bad being lukewarm is. And in all honesty, in my man view of things, I would say that, well, isn't it better for somebody to be lukewarm than cold? I mean, right. If I'm not hot, it's better to be lukewarm because lukewarm can get hot quicker than cold can get hot. But God knows cold, lukewarm, hot. And he says, I would rather have you be cold. He says, either be hot or cold, but do not be lukewarm. I mean, when you read the story of Jonah, right? And the the fish vomiting Jonah up on the beach. And I'm thinking, what else did he come up with? Right? He didn't, it isn't like just Jonah didn't come up. But some nasty stuff came up. He's been swimming down there in that fish and some nasty stuff. And God says, I vomit you out. So here's the question. How many of you like lukewarm? Not this guy. I don't know if there's anybody that likes lukewarm, right? Now, I'm not a coffee drinker. But most coffee drink, well, let me just say this. I think all coffee drinkers, I try not to make those all statements, but I think we might be pretty safe here. There might be one of you people out there that says, oh, no, I love lukewarm coffee. But what I know is this, most people that drink coffee and probably all people that drink coffee drink either hot coffee or iced coffee, right? Hot coffee or cold coffee. I don't get the concept of iced coffee, but I see a lot of people drink it as not a coffee drinker. I just don't understand it. But can you imagine if you went to your favorite coffee place and you asked them for a cup of lukewarm coffee? What do you think their response to you would be? They would probably look at you like, are you crazy? No one orders lukewarm coffee. You ordering lukewarm coffee would be the first time ever. I mean, try this. Just go in, have a little fun. Next time you go into coffee, uh, get coffee, just say, can I have some lukewarm coffee? They're probably going to look at you like an alien from outer space, right? Or if you get your coffee at a gas station, go and say, where's the lukewarm coffee? Because we do our best to keep coffee in a pot hot. And of course, then we add ice to it to make it cold. But if I put a coffee, a coffee, my hot chocolate, because that's what I drink, right? I don't drink coffee, so I drink hot chocolate. And if I put my hot chocolate in this coffee cup, sorry if you can't see it. But if I put my my, co- my hot chocolate in this coffee cup, what I know is this. If I don't drink it quickly, it is going to get lukewarm. Right, That's why a waitress at a restaurant will come around with coffee and say, do you want me to top off your coffee? Why do they do that? Because it needs warmed up. And so I have this coffee cup that I use around the house. And that's because I know that I'll probably drink it pretty quick. And then I have this insulated tumbler. And this insulated tumbler, man, this thing has been all over the place. It's been dropped. It's been... I, who knows where and what's been done to it, but you can just see the wear and tear on this baby, but it is my old faithful. I can put hot chocolate in there and I feel that it like stays hot for a day. I mean, it's amazing how long it stays hot in there. Uh, But when I'm hitting the road, I want something that can keep my hot chocolate longer. Now, you know, with stuff, I got a hot chocolate, I got to shake it up and get all the chocolate off the bottom coffee. You don't really have to do that, but, um, this keeps it warm. And then, you know, there are times when uh, I've got this Ohio state, uh, insulated, uh, cup and, uh, this tumbler, uh, was given to me by a neighbor. And what's funny about it is, uh, I love it so much. He gave it to me to use, but I'm like, so afraid to like damage it. Cause when you look at this one right here, it's all just beat up. And so this is one that I use, like sometimes around the house, I'll put cold water in it. And what's great about these insulated cups is that they keep hot, hot and cold, cold. Why? Because no one likes lukewarm. And so the reason why I have these is because there's different situations, different times that I'm drinking different times. I need to maybe keep it warmer, longer, but nothing is worse than There will be times when I have my coffee cup and, uh, I've drank almost all of my hot chocolate, but there's a little bit at the bottom and I go to drink it and it is lukewarm guys. I'm sorry, but lukewarm is nasty. It's not enjoyable. That first drink of hot chocolate. I gotta be careful not to burn my lips, my tongue, right? And, 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 uh, listen, as not a coffee drinker, I'm not the best hot drink guy. I'm like really like careful sipping it in. And, and I'm like, I don't want to get burned. And usually then instead of going all in, cause you've all had that where you drink something and you like take a big gulp and it's so hot. You're like, <gasps> you know, what do I do with it now? Spit it out. What do I do? But when we think about. Uh, The Christian and their spiritual life, their spiritual walk, this has a lot to do with it. Because what happens is this, is that, that we have this container that God has given us, our spiritual life. And the question is, what is the drink that's in it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Or is it lukewarm? The first time I ever put lukewarm into one of these will be the first time. Cause I don't do it. I put hot or I put cold in it. So guys, we need to ask ourselves this. Am I hot? Am I cold? Or am I lukewarm? What are you? I feel like I know when I'm hot and guys, when you're hot, it, it rubs off on people, man. Right? it's contagious, but when you're cold, it can be the same way. But when you're lukewarm, you're just kind of there and you're just kind of existing. And sadly, being lukewarm is one of the greatest struggles in the church, but a struggle we don't talk about very often. When's the last time you ever heard someone come up to you and say, you know what, brother, you're lukewarm. We just don't say it. We don't want to say it, but Christians have become comfortable being lukewarm. Let me say that again. Christians have become comfortable being lukewarm. If we really understood God's view of us when we're lukewarm, we would not be comfortable because he says, if you are lukewarm, I would rather spew you. I would rather vomit you out of my mouth. Guys, this past weekend, went to a five K race. I did not run. I went because a neighbor was running and I wanted to go support him. And, uh, so we were there when he started the race and there, when he finished. And as we talked to a few people that had finished the race, they were talking about all of these people had injuries along the way and the ambulance had to respond to a couple, but one of the main things they talked about is people throwing up along the, the course. And, uh, just vomit is nasty. Vomit is nasty. And so uh, we, after the race and after taking pictures, saying hey to everybody, our boys were working the race too. So we got to see them, which was cool. So we're heading back. And as we're driving our golf cart back home, uh, on the side of the golf cart where the race had run, oh my goodness, there was the nastiest display of vomit. I mean, someone had lost Their breakfast and maybe even dinner from the night before it was gross. And uh, right now, I hope you're not eating even when you're listening to this, but it was nasty. And I thought to God, that's what it looks like when we are lukewarm. It's nasty. And if I give an honest reflection, I think lukewarm doesn't seem that bad to me. Well, that's because it's comfortable. Lukewarm is comfortable. And God's like, I don't want you to be there. I would rather spew you out if you're going to be lukewarm. And where we find lukewarm is when you've got one fence in Christianity and following God and one foot in following the world. That's when we can often become lukewarm. And God says about that, if you're not hot, if you're not cold, I will spew you out. I will vomit you out. I will spit you out. And guys, that is the the situation that we're dealing with. Do you want to be vomited out by God? Listen, guys, I don't want anything to be anything I do to be associated with vomit. So God says, "I would rather have you hot or cold. I would rather have you right icy or hot, but not lukewarm. By the time that icy hot becomes lukewarm, it has no value to my arm." And I usually have to put more of it on. So recognizing this is only the beginning of the race. Doing something about it is the race you will run, right? You can say, I am lukewarm. I need to do something about it. So you recognize it. Great. But what are you going to do to proceed out of that? We need to do something that keeps us from being lukewarm. And there are times and we we're we going to get to just spiritual warfare, we're still going to get to that, but there have been a couple detours already, and we're just starting the new year that I, that I want to look at. Uh, but guys, it's time to stop being lukewarm. It's time to stop being lukewarm. And we have to recognize that, that God would rather have you cold than lukewarm. You, I mean, you hear that God would rather have you cold than lukewarm. And what's interesting is we'll get people that are hot and they're doing stuff like Peter, they're chopping off ears and stuff, not literally, but they're doing things. And maybe it's not the normal way people do things. They're saying things that aren't the normal things people say. And the lukewarm people are criticizing them. And the same lukewarm people are looking at the cold people and they're like, thank God I'm not like them. Right? Thank God I'm not like those cold people. You know them. And God's like to the lukewarm people. Hey, let me let you in on a little secret, fellas. I would rather have you like that guy doing crazy, ridiculous stuff for me. I would rather have you being that guy that wants nothing to do with me. That's like, totally, there's no doubt where he is. He is cold. He is distant. He is far off. I would rather have you be those guys than you. Lukewarm, doing nothing. I mean, the next time you take this cup of coffee, hot chocolate, whatever you drink, I guess if you... Don't drink warm things you I still can't understand right how people drink uh pop coke soda whatever you call it without ice. you know some people drink it like lukewarm. I'm like that's nasty I want cold refreshing pop, right soda uh, it's funny because my wife's soda I'm pop and so we call things all over the place um, but I don't want lukewarm. And the next time you take a lukewarm drink of your coffee or hot chocolate, just think about that. That's what God doesn't like. That's what God vomits out. Men, we have to make a commitment to not be lukewarm. And the race involves being hot. Or guys, just understanding we're going to be cold but you can't be in between the middle because God doesn't want it there. So I'd love to hold up a tube of icy hot, but I'll give you the cool and heat, right? The cool and heat. That sounds like a baseball pitch or something. I'm going to give you the cool, but then I'm going to bring the heat. But anyway, we want to live our lives icy hot, not lukewarm. Minutes time. It's time to man up. And I also want to mention to you guys that As we continue on with Time to Man Up, make sure you're visiting us on our website. Make sure you're liking, sharing. I just want to tell you, it's been, so we've been doing this for a year now, and we're still trying to figure out what are those next steps. I don't know what they are. I've toyed with doing away with the podcast um i believe we have content that's important for men i believe that i'm okay on delivery we're not slaughtering it and making it really bad but you know and and uh, and i enjoy doing this because i know the benefit it can be for men's lives but we're not getting out there and uh, i don't understand all the analytics of podcast of facebook youtube whatever it is i'm 56 i don't get that stuff but all I want to say is this, uh, just continue to always be praying for me, the time to man up, that we would have direction in knowing what is that next step, where do we go? And, and even for myself, um, when is that time that you say, ah, this isn't working, or you keep pressing on uh, and you just trust God for it? And uh, we're trying to figure that out. So again, uh, as, as I pray for you and generically as men, Uh, Be praying for me and, and for my family as we work through Time to Man Up and what that looks like. And we just want to see men's lives impacted so they become better husbands, better fathers, better leaders in the church, and better leaders in their community. And their walk with God gets closer and closer. So again, guys, be praying for me. And remember, it's always time to man up, but it's never time to be lukewarm. Have a great day.